0: The D&D renaissance has never been stronger. The hobby has achieved mainstream acceptance thanks to YouTube and shows like Critical Role, Nerdarchy, Taken 20,
1: and the DM Crafts. Virtual tabletops have brought gamers who are separated by states and even oceans together. And conventions continue
0: to bring people together, but 2020 has been a year unlike any other. A lot has
1: gone on in the hobby, but there's some key things that have affected the game. We're talking how the game has changed in 2020 with special guest Scott Legault, this week on the Dungeon Masters Dojo.
2: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Dungeon Masters Dojo podcast. This is a show for game masters, as well as experienced and new players alike. We hope to bring you the tools needed to not only be a great GM, but to help you develop as a player. I'm your host, Louis Saponte. Our stars of the show are Scott Labby and Bill Robotile. Let's enter the dojo and see what both Bill and Scott have in store for us today. Hey Scott, hey Bill, how you guys doing? Good, today we have
1: uh, a special guest, Scott Legault. I love special guests. Yep, Me too. So I met Scott about a year ago at Carnage Con in Vermont. It's a small convention, but it was a really, really, really good time. I would uh, go as far as to say I had as much fun at Carnage Con as I did at Gen Con that year we went. So Scott was running a steampunk game with the Brass and Steel rule set, and uh, I played in that game. I had a, a blast, and uh, Scott afterwards told me about a con he was putting together. So after I got home, I spoke with Bill and said, let's run some games at at this guy's con. And we were in. When we were talking podcast episodes for the end of the year, we wanted to discuss how things with the hobby have changed during 2020. They've changed a lot. So Scott has a lot of cool things going on related to the hobby. So we all wanted him to come on the podcast so he could tell us about these things and add his insight to how the game has changed this year.
2: Welcome to the dojo, Scott.
3: Uh, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm glad to be here. So, uh, yeah, it's been uh, 2020 has definitely been an interesting year for gaming. Uh, yeah,
1: well, to say the least. It's it's <laughs> sucked everywhere else
3: too. It's been... uh, I totally understand. Um, I myself have been gaming a long time, and we had uh, regular games um, in addition to the business stuff we do. And everything stopped this year. We have not done one of our uh, major events that we do every year. Uh, our con, uh, we were three weeks out and we had to cancel. Uh, so that was a, uh, kind of a hit. So, uh, but we'll be back. So.
1: And and we'll be there. Yeah,
0: because we'll be we're there. There. we're yeah, we're uh, chomping at the bit to go to run stuff. Yeah. We had everything all written. You know, you know, we went and bought our our terrain and, and built some stuff and we're ready to go. And all of a sudden it's like, Oh, uh, giant plug got pulled. And and he looked at yeah. me and I looked at him and we both sighed and went,
3: shit. <laughs> well, you know, you have to do what, what's right as running a con, you have to do what's right for your customers, for, for your players. Absolutely. You know, there was no way we could have done anything else. Uh, as sad as that was. But um, like I said, I, I think that we'll get down there. We'll, we'll get there eventually. Um, we'll talk about that a little later, I guess. Yep, yep.
1: You've got a, an interesting story about, um, how you got into gaming and, uh, actually how you met your wife too, which is pretty <laughs> yeah,
3: cool. Yeah. So I, I am. Yeah. I have a pretty uh, colorful gaming past. So when I was a little kid, I was like 12 or 13. My brothers are a lot older than me, like 10 years. And, um, I was home one night, and my brother called from college and said, hey, is Scott home? Of course, I was home I was 13 years old. And he's like, uh, does he want to come and play a game? I'm like, play a game with my brother? Oh, my God, this is awesome. So he drove down from Providence. He lived in Mass at the time. Picked me up, and uh, we drove out to this friend of his house out in Taunton, and everybody was dressed like wizards and things. It was wild. <laughs> I, uh, we played Dungeons and Dragons around a big map on a table, uh, with, with, you know, homemade figures at the time. I think they were, um, and I think I died three times the first night, uh, but we killed a dragon and, uh, I was hooked. That was it. I've been playing ever since, uh, that's 42 years I've been gaming. So, um, much later in life, um, I met my wife at ToeCon, um, which is a, a good sized con. It's actually one of my favorite cons to go to. Uh, and not just because I'm involved in the con, uh, it's a really friendly home, homey feeling con, uh, in, um, the folks that run it are just excellent people. And, um, the first year I went there, I was went through with a buddy of mine and, um, I looked across a few tables and I saw this woman get up. And uh, I remember she had on a burgundy top and leather pants. And I looked at my friend and said, oh, who's that? And he goes, that's my friend Petra. Well, long story short, it's been uh, uh, almost 20 years. And Petra and me have been married for most of that now. So, uh, <laughs> you yeah, know, I did meet my – it is possible to meet um, – find love at a game time. So.
0: <laughs> I, I think it's a lot like trying to find a diamond. But congratulations, you did? <laughs>
3: yes, you did. The diamond you know, the roof. For those people that are gaming now, there are many more women gaming now than there were back then. Oh, so yeah. Droves of better. them. Your chances are much better to meet somebody at a game club
1: And they're, <laughs> they're, uh, they're skilled gamers, too. They're not they're yes. not just kind of tagging along with their boyfriend, you know, to check out oh, his no. hobby. They know their stuff.
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, my, my wife is... Is a total badass when it comes to gaming. Um, <laughs> you know, you know, and she runs games now, and you know, you want to get in one of her games. She she runs a good game, so but I will. Yeah, I will, I will say how... I'm
0: I'm jealous and a little bit
2: envious. Me too.
3: Well, I, I appreciate that. As I, am I. I. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, no, it's it's been great. And uh, matter of fact, my wife and me our, our life has revolved around gaming. Uh, Kids, we grew up gaming, Um, they're friends, Uh, we have a a huge network of friends ourselves that we all game with, and that kind of developed when we started Doc Phoenix Events. So my wife and I uh, made a conscious decision as the kids were starting to get older, and we were like, oh, gee, the kids are going to be moving out in the next few years. What are we going to do? And we loved the game, and we're like, well, why don't we see if we can find like-minded people who are in a similar mindset, and I don't want to say definitely age range, but close, closer to our level of maturity, um, and, and start a group. So we started Doc Phoenix Events with the goal of um, running games for people um, throughout New England, um, and and where we show up with a professional GM in a game for your birthday, for your whatever party you have, um, uh, or we, we host events as well where people can become part of those. Like we do a camping event now. We've been doing it for like seven years. It's like 35 people in the woods for a weekend. We bring our own cooks so nobody has to cook. You just show up. You play some games all weekend in the dark at night. Awesome. Uh, that's uh, called Camping Cthulhu Con. It's all started out horror-based. It's broadened out a little bit since then. <laughs> um, that's our, my favorite big event we do. We do another one called South Seas, which is at a big kind of, uh, I call a McMansion here in Warwick, um, that um, we do, uh, that one's generally about 30 people uh, for a weekend of gaming. Um, we set up five tables or so. And they all played just like a con, you know, do time slots. Same thing we do in the woods. I set up five different gaming areas, and uh, we have pop-ups to sit over them, so they're covered from, in case it rains. And uh we have a big t- eating area with a big big pop up over it and uh yeah it's just a great way to it, it's it's to get everyone together and you socialize and you game, but it's more about the camaraderie of people that have a like um, um hobby you know that we can we can embrace and revel in because I remember the Satanic Panic. <laughs> I just think we all do. I remember do that. when being oh, a gamer yeah. was not a good thing. And yeah, it's, nope. I mean, we, I do appreciate that the mainstream media has been really good to us in the last few years. But we, there's, some of us, have always been gamers, and um, that hasn't always been easy. You know, um, I remember fighting the school board in high school to get a gaming group in, in my high school.
0: I did the and same having thing, having
3: to go before the. School the uh, school council on a committee meeting with a slideshow. <laughs>
1: so <laughs> Yeah, I went yeah, to a Catholic school, so that was like
2: an <laughs> uphill <out laughs> <that> battle. <laughs> oh, no, like, like Scott was saying, I remember the satanic. I still have a hard time saying I play D&D to some people because I'm wondering what they're going to still think of me when they know I play that. Well, I
0: say it because I enjoy the shock value, but I did then too because I was – yeah, you know, careless. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: I only recently came out of the closet to the public <laughs> as, a, as a gamer, you know, because there's a stigma that was attached it, to it for it's such a long is. time. For, for our age group, yeah. Right. For
2: some people, there still is that stigma, you know, because there is. I'll be in How the elevator talking with Steve, and somebody will come in and they'll give us the look, and okay, I'm changing the subject real quick because um, yeah. you know, we're getting that look, but uh, you know, I stopped being sorry
3: about seven or eight years ago for it. Um, this is the way I am. Um, I've met really amazing group of people that I call, I, we call our tribe, actually. They're all really close friends. Um, and I have a very rich life. And I think a lot of it be, is because, because of gaming. And I'm a I'm a construction worker. <laughs> so um, people think definitely think it's weird that I game. But I, I talk freely about it at work. And if people ask me, um, I don't, I don't pull any punches and um, some people think it's weird and they're entitled to that. And some people are like, Hey, that sounds pretty cool. Um, everybody's got hobbies, <laughs> you know? Yeah, um, yeah.
1: Yeah. It's true.
3: But yeah. So uh, I love gaming and I love um, the fact that it is a social skill, a social thing that brings people together. I think that gaming has a huge uh, value in education and teaching qualities to our kids today that um, you don't find sitting in front of a TV or sitting on your phone, uh, teamwork and, and problem solving and all this stuff that comes from gaming. I remember I, I i took my SATs in English, and I give gaming credit for me getting a perfect score on my English SATs. <laughs> Um, I'll go with that. Yeah, that I would not have known had I not been a gamer. Some medieval references and things like yep. that. Um. So yeah. So I, I think it's a great tool and a great hobby.
1: So let me ask you a question: How do you start something like Dark Phoenix Events? You're you're doing something that I've always dreamt of doing, and that's and that's kind of earning money on <laughs> your hobby. You know, something you're you're passionate yeah. about.
3: Um, all right. So let, let's, let's, so I'll start off by saying don't quit your day job. <laughs> so, um, uh, we, we meet a whole bunch of cool people and we, we, we have a whole lot of fun gaming all over. Uh, we go all over New England pretty much. We've gamed in, in downtown New York City and we've gamed in the uh, far reaches of upper state Vermont. Um, and, um, in, everywhere in between really. Uh, and I have, we have about 14 or 15 GMs that work with us. Um, so if you like, say, sci-fi, we I'll send you someone that does sci-fi games. Or if you like VCC, I got a good friend of mine, Dave Glockson, who's a VCC guy. Um, you know, I do Call of Duty, I do Brass and Steel, I'll play 5E. If you want old school stuff, we have old school folks. It depends on what you want. Um, And, um, it's just been, it's been good. I'm not going to say it's been great. Um, COVID has taken us out behind the woodshed and beat us up. (laughs) Um, we, uh, this year's a total loss, to be honest. Um, um, but we'll see. Um, it's been five years now. Like I said, I'm not going to quit my day job, but we have a lot of fun. And I think the money that we do make goes back into the company in one way or another. Or, you know, I get to buy a cool gaming book once in a while. It. <laughs> um, uh, but it it's, it, uh, we love it. We love it. Um, we were doing a, an event once a month in a bar in Providence uh, called Askew, um, which we hope to start back up again once COVID clears up. Um, that was great. We were meeting a lot of new people coming in and sitting down. Mostly we played 5 Uh Seems to be um, the game of choice of people who are new to it, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, I did some old school, uh, first edition stuff there. That was fun. So. Um.
0: That's pretty cool because I know way back in the day I used to bounce around and, and game for a bunch of different groups, and depending on which yep. group it was, um, I was going. I was doing a Call of Cthulhu for a whole bunch of firemen on Westover Air Force Base, and I'd go in there. It'd be, awesome. There'd be 16, 18 of them. And I'd go in about every three, four weeks or so, uh, and, That's just, a big and just group. That's yeah, it it, 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 yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was fun, but I, it was fast and loose, and they had a blast. And but then I'd yeah. go to my regular game, which at the time was Second Edition, and then I was with another group. Then I'd jump over there, and we're we're playing uh, uh, Palladium. And, you know, okay, riffs, yep. And so, it's, you know, depending on where you go, it, you know, yeah, it depends on what flavor you want to deal with at the time.
1: So, yeah. There's something nice about it, you know, when you, and um, I haven't really seen it anywhere else other than in the gaming community, but when you sit down at a table full of a bunch of strangers um, and, you know, kind of form that instant bond around the game, Yes, uh, it's it's a cool thing. Like I really dug your game at Carnage Con. You know, oh, the, thank you. It was it was fun. It uh, I felt a little short changed because the four hours felt like it was about forty five minutes, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I had to I had to check my watch a few times. Um, but I've had similar experiences to that where I've really enjoyed the company of other other people that I've never met before. Me and Bill played a game at Gen Con with a bunch of guys in our age group. And it was one of those games too, where it was like, it's four hours is gone. Yeah.
0: It, it flew by. And and then you see these guys in the hallway and, you know, and, and you, Hey, Hey, you know, it just is it a yeah. head nod, but it was, it was a smile you wouldn't get from anybody else. It's just immediate right. camaraderie. And it's like hey, totally that, that is now a friend. it was only four yep. hours, but that's now a friend, yep. yeah, he
3: might not remember your name, but he'll remember your his experience gaming with you, yep. and then eventually you start talking to him yeah he, it, it is amazing how gaming can be such a bridge to bringing people together um it's it's almost like a little little magical, I should say, <laughs> yeah um because it is you know you're right you sit down with a bunch of strangers and then next time you see them they're like hey blah blah, blah about the game and this and that and oh when's your next game and you know um i get people now uh, i had a, a group that came to uh uh necromonicon i, I run games in necromonicon every two years and i had this couple come from i think it was canada and they came back because they liked my game so much.
0: Oh, that's And cool. I tell
3: you, there's nothing more to a GM than someone telling you that they came because of you. I was floored. I was I felt yeah. so honored. It's
1: great, very gratifying.
3: Yep. Oh, my God. Yeah. It, it, for the work that you put into it, that, that's what really makes it worth it. It's a, like, yeah, a sudden great feeling game. like, holy
0: crap, I really do know what I'm doing.
3: Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a fleeting
0: moment, but it's, it's still a moment. <laughs> so.
3: But uh, no, I I I do love meeting people in gaming and, and, and having fun with it, and um, you know, it, it is. I find it to be very enriching. So.
0: Well, and you're right because the cons are everything for a while. I remember the '80s and '90s where conventions are where you went. And right. I, I was hitting a between eleven and fourteen conventions a year without any problem at all. Yeah. Uh yeah. I, I was all over the place. And you see the same people over and over again and right and right you, you know. Do. And then yeah. it's it wasn't just, hey, you played that character, the uh, the halfling. Then it became oh, hey, Sandy, Ted, right. hey, good to see yeah. you guys and you know, and the next year you're having dinner with them and then hey, yeah. you going to the next yeah. con? Yeah. I'll see you yeah. at the next con ready. and yeah. You know, yeah. And then friendships develop and it's amazing how you know, like you said, it, it yeah. it's magical how Conventions can be that that little nexus point yeah, that everyone can mix together. Yep. Yeah, so, you're right. so speaking about cons, what about Ryzen Phoenix Game Con?
3: So, rising Phoenix Game Con um, was supposed to be in last March. Yeah. Um Obviously, that didn't happen. We were literally like three weeks away from it going off, and I remember being like, "All right, we need to pull applause." we we had a meeting. We have actually been a pretty big directors board. There's fifteen of us. And um we had a meeting and we said, no, the right thing to do is to cancel. And that was so hard to do because of being our first con, right. you know, Um now, you know, I, I had sweet talk and cajoled, you know, about 80 GMs. <laughs> so <laughs> now next time I have to do the same thing. So, um so, but no, we're really looking forward to having an offering as a con, a little different, um, um, we, we, The group of us who are all gamers in one way or another, uh, in addition to some of us being business people, just not me, um, <laughs> um, have taken what we've learned gaming and what we like gaming and, what, and we wanted to deliver a con that was all about the player. Like, just come and relax and have fun and we're going to figure out what the best way to do that and help you do that and we had a huge a really broad uh uh, group of games that we were going to run um everything from like old school D &D to um the new new horror stuff um it was such a wide variety of games that people were, were running um, we're really trying to touch on a bunch of bases. In addition to that, we had a full board game section going to be set up. Uh, we had a whole bunch of tournaments. We had, I think, four board game tournaments we were going to run. Um, we had a whole miniature section we were going to do. Um, we had uh, um, a, Star, a Star Wars uh, Armada battle a tournament, and a i think the other one might have been Flames of War. Um, and then in addition to that, we had a whole section for the kids that we were going to do. Um, we were actually going to have a, on Saturday, we were going to have a live action sword fight demo for, for our customers to come and watch. Cool. Um, you know, we try to, so the theme of our con is really kind of a medieval kind of theme, um, getting back to a little larpy feel, um, where uh, the, the the surroundings look, um, you know, as much as we can in a hotel. Um, <laughs> make it look like it's uh, a little bit like, uh, you know, there's buskers in the street. We were going to have a, um, a, a bard in the halls doing like a caller. Um, uh, we had a pretty big vending group. I think we had 15 vendors who were going to come. Cool. So uh, we will do it again. We'll be back. And uh, I just don't know when yet. We're actually meeting this Sunday. Um my guess um from what I feel and from what other people have, that on the group have talked, it probably won 't be definitely won 't be in spring, so there 's a possibility of next fall, but most likely it 'll be the next year right um, My but- whole issue with it is i mean I love gaming, and I love sitting around a table from a bunch of people as so you can read their facial cues and their, you get all that little talk. Between everybody that oh, you know, yeah, the nuances. Online. Yep. But for me to say to a whole bunch of strangers, like, "Hey, let's all go sit around a table for four hours and talk at each other," <laughs> um, <laughs> right now it, 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 people would think I'm crazy. <laughs> um, so I think that we're gonna we're gonna err on the side of. I think we're gonna have a vaccine soon. I hope we do, Um and then we'll go from there. So that's kind of where Rising Phoenix is. We, we're on hold. We're on a holding patent. So the Phoenix is sort of flying, but it hasn't really risen yet.
1: There we go. Uh-huh. Well, we'll be happy to participate in that, you know, so the DMD will gladly be there. We're looking forward to uh-huh. it.
0: Whenever it happens. Oh, we'll be there in force.
3: Well, I would love to have you guys there. I had, I had a great time in the brass and Steel game with, with you both. It was really fun. So. um it was a good time,
0: and we have something special. So you know, we we put a lot of work into the, the game we were going to run. So little old well, school, little old it. school, but we we're <laughs> sitting on it and we're ready to go. And yep, well, all we we'll do yeah, is just like, all we we'll end up doing is just building more terrain for it.
3: There you go, there you go. <laughs> so I had a game I was running. I ran it at um, I ran it at TotalCon um last February, right before the, um, and I was going to run it again at our con. And it's it's a it's a game called uh, Knights of the Underbed, uh, and you play a stuffed animal, um, defending your young youth uh, human from the things that live under the bed.
0: I freaking and love I, that! That sounds very was, good.
3: I we had a lot of fun with I that. I went out to Salvation Army and I bought a whole bunch of stuffed animals, and I bought a whole bunch of you know, uh, uh, I bought a pirate ship and some buildings and this and that, all like play school stuff. And I set the whole table up and we had a blast. We had a blast with it. It was fun. I and I was could. gonna run that again um at um Rising Phoenix. And it explains one of the problems I have with you know uh the video stuff is I can't run that game video wise.
0: Right. Yeah.
3: It doesn't relate, to that, you know. So
0: just for but record, we'll get, I, I call we'll the get. I call the purple octopus with one eye i' awesome. just I'm just yeah, saying we had I'm was a
3: dragon it. and we had a cat, <laughs> and somebody was a turtle. Oh, it was awesome. We had a blast
2: <laughs> so with that said the the pandemic, how has it affected uh the game you know playing sitting at tables and together and at well, conventions et cetera
3: yeah it it's obvious to to, to us all that it's majorly affected conventions right. um, I don't think that conventions will look like they did back in february again maybe ever but definitely for a while um you know it as a convention uh owner um you can't now go to a hotel and say all right i want to put um fill this ballroom with people but there needs to be six foot space between all of them so we're only going to use 10 tables <laughs> um you know and we're going to put one person at each t- you know okay. you uh, you could sit 300 and now we can sit, you know, 20.
2: Exactly. Yeah, that, so
3: make um, sense. It's, changes, it's changed everything. Um, so I don't know when that's going to get better, but it will. We'll beat this thing. I know we do. I know we eventually will. Um, but it might be a little while. So that, that's the major effect. The major effect is basically cancel all the cons. I mean, a lot of people have gone to virtual. Um, I myself play four virtual games a week. Um, the nice thing is, you don't have, you can sit around in your pajamas and play. You don't have to dress up or drive anywhere, um, and you don't even necessarily need a camera. Some games I play are totally on Discord or something. Yep. Um, but you lose a lot of the of the the socialness
1: of a game. Yeah, it's it's almost like drinking low carb beer. <laughs> you know, a great it's a
3: analogy it's, i love it yeah. you know, it's, it's beer but yeah. it's
1: not the same
3: yeah yeah or even you know alcohol free beer yeah so, what's um, the point <laughs> right, you know. but yeah it's it's a sad thing um it's i feel that the lack of the social effect the social effect. The mechanics are the mechanics of the mechanics. There's so many systems now, the Roll 20 and all uh, and uh, Foundry and all these other ones now. Um, you can make the mechanics work for your game online. Definitely. But it, you lose that connection, that human connection. Um, I I will say that I have, like I said to you guys before we started, uh, I'm a little Dresden-like when it comes to electronics. I've been called a Luddite once or twice. Um, But I've uh, embraced Zoom. I run games on Zoom. I've run COC on Zoom. Um, It's a little different. Um, I particularly, I mean, we can do it, and people have had fun. Uh, I think it just, it loses something. It's like, um, I don't know, how do I explain it? It's kind of like um, you go into the movies, but you're watching over your shoulder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, a, lot, a lot's
0: been taken away from the experience.
3: Yeah, there's a lot of distractions, so you don't know the people that are online with you. They could be on their phone, you know, having problems. I got to go take care of my kid. I got to go answer the door and get my pizza, and it, the whole immersion effect goes away.
1: And there's a lot um, that goes on at the table that I think sometimes people overlook or you take for granted. You know, it's like when we get together and we game. People are bringing bags of chips or yeah. whatever have you. There's that kind of that shared community meal that happens. There's yep. there's that uh, kind of goofing around before the game starts, maybe a little yep. bit in the middle until the DM you. know, it's, it's you. you
3: helping the guy next to you with a character sheet yeah. or him helping somebody else. Uh, yep. There's all those little things, those little jokes that go around that nobody really, you know what I mean, so. Um, yeah, that, that, that's yeah. not
0: translated very well in the little square yeah. in the bottom of your screen. We you, know, right. you looking at right. all the little people and everyone's staring right. at the camera because they're afraid to fall out of out of shot. Um, right? Yeah, it's, he's right. There's, there's all the little nuances and little side comments and the, you know, inside jokes and stuff like that that all just have gone away. Not necessarily right. gone away, but they're they're just not there with the force they used
1: to have. It's those little things I think that really. Form the bonds you know between different peoples and where friendship grows and
2: camaraderie exactly that's why i think our tables stay together so long because we had that bond yeah yeah
3: i mean that being said i have played i probably played about five or six of my coc games i've ran online using zoom and i've played some with strangers uh we do i do have a group of guys and and girls that kind of a game with me online. We started way back, and um, for the most part, it's But we get guests, and we had a guy from Norway playing with us, for which was pretty cool for a while, because um, he was on vacation, and you know it was three o'clock in the morning there, and it was eight o'clock here, <laughs> so it was funny. We'd watch the sun come up behind him in his camera, <laughs> um, which is pretty wild. Um, and it's been fun. It has been fun. You know, I look at it this way: other than not gaming, it was awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, well,
3: well, light beer light is still better than no beer. Right, right, you know. Yeah, um, we, we recently played a game
1: um, with uh, a friend of the podcast that we met at a convention, Hugerot Matthias Johansson, who does the hybrid um, system, and we had a great time. It was oh, like 3 in the morning. Yeah, it was a um, yep. blast. <laughs> where we are like, oh, my God, I had to be at work in, in like four <laughs> hours. I haven't yep. done anything like that since I was younger, 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 younger. Yeah, since you
3: were, you know, mining for stranglethorn in WoW at yeah. 2 a.m. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've been so, there too. Um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, so there are moments of gaming online. I've got some really happy memories now. Like, I killed, we killed a dragon with sneezing powder, <laughs> sneezing and choking powder. That was the DM that didn't see that coming at all. That was awesome. Um, so things like that, um, that have been memorable. Um, and, uh, and I've met some new people through on virtually from different places in the world, which is kind of cool. Um, so the group gets bigger. <laughs> so, um, we literally have about like, I, I call it my, uh, we call it our tribe. There's probably like 60 of us now <laughs> that kind of like all know each other fairly well and hang out and cool. stuff.
0: All right, so with the right with the rise of the online D anD D, do you think people are going to go back to tabletops? Oh,
3: definitely, definitely. Yeah, I, we have to go back to tabletops. I, I would Otherwise, think so too. It won't be called tabletop gaming anymore. It'll be um, online gaming, and there's, there's the difference. <laughs> so, exactly. Uh,
0: For all um, the reasons we literally just mentioned only moments earlier.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I think that people long for that. I, I know that we do. Uh, my wife's a much more social person than I am, and she longs for that contact just to be like around other people, uh, in, in the whole social aspect of, like, for her, going to conventions is a social thing more than a game thing to her. It's, it's the people and seeing people she knows and hanging out and having laughs and all of that stuff. Um, going to eat and, and we do some, after parties in our role we have a big party and it's it's all of that stuff that makes her feel good about gaming in addition to the fact that you know she's a pretty badass paladin um, <laughs> uh, I, I call her my uh, 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 uh badass warrior of light so um <laughs> She, my wife's actually a nurse, and I tell her she's a paladin all the time, and she gets mad at me. So, Aww, <laughs>
1: so That's um, sweet. I have a nurse as well. Cool, cool. So
3: you should tell her she's she, a paladin. She's so.
1: just a badass. And, you know, it's weird. <laughs> She'll understand it when I say you're a paladin because she's yeah. been
3: immersed in the nerd world long enough <laughs> that she <laughs> – Yeah, yeah.
0: She's a nerd you by know, association. I remember
3: <laughs> when it was a bad thing to be a nerd, you know? Like I was talking earlier, I, we came through – and this is—I was going to bring this up a little later. Uh, actually, I'll just wait. I'll wait till we get there. Okay. okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was my big concern. Is like you know, now everybody's uh, discovering the convenience of all these online platforms and and being able to play with folks that are living across the country. It's like you know, it's a hell of a lot more convenient than you know driving to your buddy's house and hanging out there. But
3: yeah, but it's convenient to go to McDonald's and eat. But it's not the same as going to a nice fine restaurant. Sure isn't. You know. it is, that's the difference to me. It, there it is. I just kind of figured that out. That's the difference to me. it, yeah. it, it serves the purpose and it fills you up.
2: But what the a, meal wasn't that good. Are you truly satisfied? Is <laughs> the right. question. Hell, sometimes hell you no. just
0: you need to go to Applebee's. No, no, you you, yeah. you come to our gaming table where it's lobster bisque and filet mignon, baby. <laughs>
2: Yeah, no, but but like Scott said, I you know I've been playing online lately, but more of the um with Baldur's Gate, I've been playing with some people from you know, different areas, and it, it's it's fun at the same yep. time. But it, at the same time, it's not like being here at this table with the guys here today. No, totally different. Yep, it is. The it, other thing it fills uh, a void. It does. It does. It fills it.
3: It. it you're not hungry anymore, but you're not full. <laughs> so, um, I wanted to mention the other thing that. Doc Phoenix does is we do murder mysteries which are basically lops for people that don't game <laughs> so um, <laughs> that's how we get people who don't game to attend things we say oh it's a murder mystery um, and and that's another thing that we really miss we miss all that you know dressing up and and getting everybody together and we've done like a western one and we did a steampunk uh, one and we did a we, you guys are familiar with Outlander the, yes uh show where the girl goes back in time to the Scottish Highlands uh so we no, did, yes, we, did yes. A, we called it men in kilts but we did one like that and there was a couple of uh 1950s women ro- roaming around with and it was a murder mystery so um but yeah we we missed doing that and along with those we would do like um talking about food maybe think of it um <laughs> we would do themed dinners so like the Weston had real food that was around back then and so I, my goal, I, I'd really like to do the red wedding, <laughs> so, <laughs> as, as, a, as a murder mystery. So um, maybe some person doesn't get.
0: Murdered. So <laughs> instead of figuring out who got murdered, trying to figure out who's going to live.
3: Right. Right. So, <laughs> but um, but yeah, that was just a little aside. But I thought it was it, the food thing brought it up to me. <laughs>
1: yeah, I was my my nurse. Uh, I'm not going to say she has made me watch um, Outlander, but um, I I sit and watch a lot of nerdy YouTube videos, and she suffers yep. in relative silence, so it's payback. is payback. Necessary. It's just something I no. have to do. And I do remind her that uh, Scotsmen back then were not that clean. No. Or no, that pretty. Well, no. And she says, I don't care. This one is.
0: so. Yeah. Just-
3: <laughs> my, my wife's of like mind, I think.
0: Uh, all i know is i'm wearing a kilt next time i go over to scott's house i own two of them so
3: (laughs) i i actually own one as
0: well yes clan mcduff myself you
3: um uh well my name's scott so i was a scotsman um i don't remember the character i was in the murder mystery to be honest with you (laughs) you um uh i think it was clan mckellen or something um but yeah, we miss we missed that too. We missed we miss all the events that we do uh on the side, you know, for Doc, through Doc Phoenix that we can't do anymore. Um which there was several every year. Um but we'll get back to it. We will. I, oh, I yeah. have faith. So. Oh yeah.
1: Scott, let's let's ask your opinion on this, the race debates that are raging now
3: with D and D. Yeah. All right, so I'm a I'm, I'll first of all say I'm of two minds, okay? I fully support uh, Black Lives Matter. Um, but I feel that gaming is, I mean, it's a fantasy. Um, if you didn't have, let's first of all say, this is talking about the racial bonuses. I think they help define things that don't really exist to us. Um Dwarfs are short and they're strong and they're tough to kill. Um, That's something that's made up. We don't really have any dwarfs digging in the mountains. (laughs) Um, We don't really have any elves hiding in the woods. Um, However, um, I think taking away those modifiers um, changes the balance of the game. Um, If you go back to first edition, Certain races could only be certain levels uh, in certain things. Correct, yeah. um, you could be yep. thinking over like seventh level as an elf in something or other. Um, and I think they do it to, to, that's part of the balance of the game. Okay. Um, on the other hand, I actually made some notes because I know going to be. Um, the other thing is in the game, there are races that are inherently evil. Um, it has nothing to do with what color they are. It's nothing, it's, it's a made-up thing for the game. Um, without those, who are you going to fight?
0: You can't have good without evil.
3: You right. can't have good without evil. And you can't triumph over evil without there being some evil to triumph over. There has to be so, adversaries. Right. So you could, you, could, could, they could have solved the whole issue if they changed the word racist to species.
1: That's my exact feeling on yeah, it. Because that's so, what they are.
3: Yeah. Like a half-elf is really like a donkey. <laughs> <laughs> All right? It's two different species, but they can, for some reason, mate. So yep. um, that's kind of my opinion. Um, I think that the differences are written into the game not because it's racist, I think the differences are written into the game because it gives you the ability to say this thing that I don't understand and I have no idea what it is. I want to play this because it's strong. I want to play this because it's fast or I want to play this because it's smart.
0: It allows you to distinguish diversity.
3: Yeah. um, and I I wanted to say, I I come up with this thought and I wanted to, so gamers have been fighting the battle against prejudice and discrimination for a long time (laughs) in general. Yes, uh, like a half want, a century. Why do you want to fight that battle in your game? Right. I mean, I definitely believe, like, in my home campaign, there are races that are that are dog the characters constantly and cause strife in the world. They're evil races. Like, the drow in my home campaign are bad. They're bad. Right. There's no real good ones. You can't play a drow in my home game. Um, and I use them, just like in COC, I use most of my COC games use Nazis they were convenient it's perfect time period 1940s 1930s to 40s Uh, a lot of my games are set during the war um and they were terrible and and they delved into a cult they really did so it ties into COC very well um and you know what Nazis are bad (laughs) So I don't feel any bad about and, saying that. And I don't, and I don't think there's it. anybody
1: that'll disagree with that either. You know, that's one of <laughs> well, those things right. where it's like, you know what? Yeah, they were
3: they did some awful they things. Bad. They were bad yeah. And they bad. still are. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um beside the but beside the point, to say that drow is because they're dark skinned is, a, is an analogy for black people well, that's a terrible thing to say. I never yeah. I've been gaming for a long for forty two years. And before someone said that to me, I never ever equated drow to black people and i'm with you i've it been gaming for it.
0: 50 years and and same thing i i you didn't know, see they, the correlation and someone and mentioned that i went, what, what are you like, talking really? about
2: yeah
3: it I, doesn't I, make any sense i, I mean agree. It, some people have to have, have to have something to say about everything um and we have to remember that it's a fantasy game um you need bad things to fight or you can't triumph over them um just because something is a certain color, isn't it racist of you to assume it's meant for something else? Well put. Um, yeah, that's kind of how I feel about the whole thing. Uh, I think they should have just left it alone, and if it was really bothering them that much, they could have changed the word race to species, and we solved everything.
1: Yeah, and I think a, a mere change of terminology would have yep. would have done, done just that. I think yep. I look back to... Um, uh, growing up, and and my my gaming table was probably my very first experience with a lot of diversity because, yep, none of us really really cared. It was like the game that kind of brought us together. So it, right. it didn't matter what your, you know, what your skin color was, or or your right. ethnicity, or religion, or 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 even sexual preference. I mean, and back in the '80s, that was a huge thing.
3: Nobody oh, yeah. really cared as long as you yep. were
1: cool to hang out with at the gaming table.
3: Yep, yep. Because you know what? Because there weren't that many people that would admit they gamed, And so the right. ones yeah. you got, you held on to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, I do believe that in all that, you know, my, my, my one thing to say to all the gamers out there that are listening, find a way to game. That's, that's the key. It, whether it's on video or you pick up your phone and you call somebody are you uh, years ago? I actually did a uh, uh, squad leader game by mail. Talk about hellish. But, <laughs> um, but however you do it, still game because it, it it's fulfilling no matter which way you do it. Maybe the maybe the sandwich isn't is baloney instead of roast beef, but do it anyways because you won't regret eating it. <laughs> um, I will say that, you know, keep watching for Rising Phoenix. We will we will rise again. Um, yeah, I should say because we, we didn't really rise. Um, but we will be back, and uh, we look forward to, to seeing you guys there, and we look forward to anyone who's listening. We welcome you with open arms to come and game with us uh, when we can, um, and we won't do that until it's safe.
2: And that's this week's episode on how the game has changed in 2020. You can find Scott LaGault on Dark Phoenix Events over at www.darkphoenixevents.com and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash darkphoenixevents. Also check out Rising Phoenix Game Con at www.risingphoenixgamecon.com and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash rpgconne. Go check them out. Scott, again, thanks for joining us.
3: Thank you so much, gentlemen. It was a pleasure. Thank
2: you, Scott. Thank you very much. You guys have a good night. That's going to conclude this episode. Thanks for tuning in and listening. Please subscribe to the podcast for more great content. If you'd like to hear a particular topic, you can reach us out on Facebook at The Dungeon Masters Dojo, or you can drop us an email at the TheDungeonMastersDojo at gmail.com. Thank you, and have a good day.